everyone, and welcome to the Making Room Podcast, where we clear out the clutter and make more room for God to move in our lives. I'm your host, Paul Radke, and in this episode, we're going to be discussing an important principle that can have some pretty massive implications in our lives. And unfortunately, too often we pay little attention to this. And, you know, God says that my people perish for a lack of knowledge. So what I don't know can and in fact will hurt me and quite often. And so it's important that we understand this principle. And I pray is that we discuss it today, that God will show you how it directly applies to your life. But it's found in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And Paul is writing to the church in Corinth. And he says that it is not the spiritual that comes first, but it is the natural and afterwards the spiritual. It's not the spiritual that comes first, but it's the natural. All my life growing up in church, from children's church to youth group to adult services, in every level, I heard repeatedly that put God first. God should come first in your life. And I've got no problem with people saying that. I understand what they're saying. But for me, I think the mental picture is a little bit off. Uh, When I think of God being first, I think of like this to-do list, and I've got to check the box of God off at the top, and then I can have family or friends or work or whatever else, but I've got to make sure that God's at the top and I check that box off before I do anything else. And I think that's harmful in a way because God is not something that I just check off at the beginning of my day or in the middle of my day so that I can go about with life. He's not just something on the agenda that has to be accomplished so that I can move on to other things that need to be accomplished. So I like to think of God as the center of my life. And everything else in life revolves around who he is, who he's called me to be, and what he wants me to do. So my family life revolves around God. My friendships revolve around God. My workplace revolves around God. There's no part of my life that doesn't revolve around the center, which is God. And I think that's a way in which to describe it that really helps me remember that God is not a substitute for anything. Way too often, I have thought that a strong spiritual life was a substitute for natural things in life. But as long as you keep God in the spiritual, he'll stay there as long as you leave him there. But he hopes that you will invite him into the natural. What I mean by that is that when you have relationship trouble, the the answer to it is not just to go pray that God will fix the relationship trouble, but it's also to figure out what you can do in the natural to bring resolution to that relationship problem. When me and Madison are having arguments in our marriage, I can't just go in my prayer closet and pray that God fix her and hope that that makes it all better. No, instead, I've got to go out and I've got to listen to her on what's the prob- what the problem is, be empathetic, see if I can find resolution. What can I change? What do I need to express? What needs do I have that I need to her to understand? And it's not until I get in the mud and work in natural ways to bring resolution to the conflict that I allow God to come into my marriage and make us whole. Your relationship is not going to get whole by you just going in the prayer closet praying that God fix everybody or going in the prayer closet praying that God fix you. In fact, you need to be doing things in the natural to progress those relationships. 
what what discussions are you avoiding having that have been needing to be had for years? You've been needing to have this discussion for a decade, but you keep on avoiding it because it's difficult. You don't want to talk about it because it's painful. And instead, you just go and you pray that God will fix it and make it better. But if you will start doing things in the natural, if you will have that tough discussion, if you will go and talk about those painful things, maybe you need to talk about it to a counselor or a therapist. Maybe you need to talk about it to the person who you know offended you. But if you will move forward in the natural and add your prayer life to that, add God to that, that you're, you're going to take some steps forward and you're trusting that he is going to bring resolution and restoration as you do that, watch how God shows up in a powerful way in your life. The Holy Spirit is not a substitute for things. In uh, many times when I was preaching, I would go and we would have these great services, powerful worship, uh, message that hit home, powerful time of prayer where the Holy Spirit really showed up. And then often without fail, after we had lunch, me and Madison would wind up in some meaningless argument, right? It wasn't even a big deal or important, but we were cranky. And a lot of people would label that under like spiritual attack, like you you did something great for God and so the enemy's coming after you. Uh, in reality, what well, I'll be really honest with you, what the problem was is I needed a nap. I was tired from leading the service. I was tired from everything, all the events of the day. And because I don't like taking naps and I'm just resistant towards laying down in the middle of the day, uh, I wouldn't do that. And I would get cranky because I was tired. And when I was cranky, it led to an argument that wasn't necessary. And as soon as I started implementing a nap when I got tired so I wouldn't get cranky, our chance of arguments went down drastically. Now, I'm not going to tell you it was 100% effective, but it was extremely effective in preventing unnecessary arguments just because that nap gave me enough rest to where I wasn't tired and cranky for the rest of the day. And sometimes we over-spiritualize and, oh, we're under spiritual attack. No, you just need a nap. Sometimes you just need to eat something, right? How many times have you thought the world was falling apart only to find out that you were just hangry? You just needed something to eat, and all of a sudden, everything was right with the world again. Because when we take steps forward in the natural, it can affect everything else. Because everything is connected. Everything is connected. There's no part of your life that's not connected to another part of your life. And too often, we treat God as if he is just going to come in and, and substitute himself for all of these natural things that need to happen. Instead of me having to further my education, God's just going to give me the promotion anyway. No, you need to be doing the best job you can at the job you have now. You need to be furthering your education and improving in your skills. And then as you do those natural things, pray and God will add his super to your natural and you will see the divine manifestation of blessings take forth in your life. But as long as you leave God in the spiritual, that's where he'll remain. And that's what I think has happened with many moves of God that we've seen. Many revivals have, have crumbled under the weight, not because of a lack of spiritual dedication, but because of a lack of practical application. It's not that the evangelist or the people didn't pray enough or seek God enough or hear his voice enough, but it's that they did not take practical steps forward in providing enough structure for the revival to continue. Uh, for example, a lot of times when 
a move of God is happening and things get so busy that the leadership will just become so enthralled in keeping the move of God going and keeping the church building that they neglect their personal relationships, right? The the pastor thought that the move of God was so great, so he didn't need to focus too much on administrative support, and he didn't need to focus too much on his marriage. God would hold it together, and God would keep the church together, but we soon find out that the Holy Spirit and fresh waves of God's anointing are not a substitute for having a strong organizational structure. They're not a substitute for having a strong marriage. They're not a substitute for you needing to deal with your porn addiction. They're not a substitute for you needing to deal with your emotional immaturity. Uh, You need to handle those practical and natural areas of your life because sooner or later, you will crumble under the weight of the move of God that he's desiring to do. The Holy Spirit is is not going to uphold something that you refuse to uphold yourself, right? You could be doing it yourself, but you're not doing it. You're just asking that he would do it for you. And, and that's why we see, you know, these amazing revivals crumble because of a moral failure. It, it wasn't because the relationship with God wasn't there. It was because their relationship with other people wasn't there. Or their relationship with their own sexuality wasn't there. They, they didn't take the time to grow emotionally. They didn't take the time to work on their own trauma and their own things in their life that needed to be worked on. And instead, they went in their prayer closet and prayed that God would just take it all away, that God would make it all better. Now, God wants to make it better, but he wants you to take some natural steps forward. And, and that's how this affects our daily life. And you know, many of you have heard that we are a spirit that has a soul and has a body, right? I'm a spirit, and when my spirit connects with the Holy Spirit is when I receive divine revelation from God, and then I have a soul, which is my mind, will, and my emotions, and I have a body, which is my flesh and blood. So I'm spirit, soul, and body, and those three things are connected to one another. What I do spiritually will affect my soul will affect my body. What I do with my body will affect my soul, will affect my spirit. What I do with my soul will affect my body, will affect my spirit. That The three of them are inseparable in this life. And we have got to be aware of that because too often we put spirit off to the side and we see even scientifically the connection between soul and body. Right there, we, we see repeatedly that there are massive implications to our mental health based on our physical health. If we exercise regularly, if we eat a healthy diet, then our chances and our odds of mental illness are greatly decreased. Uh, If we have mental illness, our chance of physical illness are greatly increased. And there's a direct link between the two. So if my mental health and my physical health are connected then what makes me think that my spiritual health isn't connected to that as well? And if we are trying to go deeper in our relationship with God, I can't just focus on my prayer and my worship and how often I read my Bible, but I've got to focus on, well, how healthy am I physically? Am I getting the appropriate amount of exercise? Am I eating a diet that is healthy? Or am I sitting on the couch eating junk food all day? 
Because if I'm sitting on the couch eating junk food all day, and then I'm wondering why I don't feel a strong connection to God and why I'm depressed all the time and, and why I can't seem to, to have any ambition in life, well, I can tell you right now that if you would get up off the couch, if you would eat better, if you would have some physical activity, scientifically, without even having to read the Bible, I can tell you that you're going to start to feel better. And as you start to feel better, you'll start to have a deeper connection to God. You'll start to hear his voice more frequently. You'll start to feel the ability to pray and to worship and to to read scripture. Uh, You will find stillness and you will find peace, not because you were in your prayer closet sweating great drops of blood, which is necessary at times, but because you got up off your butt and you went to the gym and you did a little cardio and then you went home and you made a healthy meal instead of picking up Burger King or picking up Popeye's and stuffing your face with potato chips. It it makes a big difference in my mental health when I exercise. When I get to the gym, even if I just do 20, 30 minutes uh, of light exercise, I feel happier. I feel more at peace. I feel more rested. I get better sleep. And all of those things play a key role in my ability to, to be dedicated to spiritual practices. And my ability to be dedicated to spiritual practices affects how clearly and how correctly I hear God's voice. And what I want you to see and take away from this episode today is that as you are seeking to go deeper in your relationship with God, it's not all just prayers to pray and worshiping on Sundays and reading your Bible and reading other books and listening to podcasts, but you need to put into practice some physical activity. You need to watch your diet. You need to pay attention to what you're focused on. God says that we should focus on things that are of good report, things that are pure. If there's anything worthy of praise, Paul writes to the church, focus on these things. And where I set my focus can have massive implications on how I move forward in life. If I'm focused on all the negative and everything that's wrong in life, then I am more prone to be sitting on the couch doing nothing, eating junk food. But if I'm focused on a hope in front of me, if I'm focused on a goal, if I'm focused on an ambition, then I'm more likely to get up, be physically active. I'm more likely to have higher self-esteem. I'm more likely to eat a better diet if I would just pay attention to how everything is connected. If I do something in my physical body, it affects my soul and spirit. If I do something with my soul, if I'm paying attention to all manner of evil and I have my eyes on all kind of wickedness, that's going to affect my spiritual life and that's going to affect my physical life. People that are dealing with depression, people that are dealing with high levels of stress, we know that they are more likely to deal with physical illness. Stress just does crazy things to the body. I don't think we even realize how massive the implications are for when we are living under constant stress, the body just cannot take that much pressure. And eventually diseases show up that you wouldn't even think are connected, right? Cancer shows up, uh, tumors show up, diabetes shows up. I I think it's linked to so many different diseases just from having high cortisol levels, high stress levels, and being in negative environments. So if being in negative environments and being stressed affects my physical health, and if being in pain and having, you know, bad physical health affects my mental health, which we know that it does, then those two things are bound to affect my spiritual health. 
And so if you feel like maybe you're hitting a wall or you're just dealing with ups and downs in your relationship with God and you're doing great at one time, then you go back into a slump and you're doing great and you go back into a valley, pay attention to what you're doing with your physical body, what you're doing with your soulish realm. Uh, Are you making healthy decisions? Are you doing what you should be doing, focusing on the right things, focusing on a hope, on a future, focusing on lovely things? Are you praying consistently? Are you reading your Bible consistently? Because as one is built up, as you build up your physical man, your soul is built up, your spirit is built up. As you build up your spiritual man, your soul is built up, your body is built up. They're all connected. And so don't neglect your soul and body in your relationship with God. Don't think that it's unimportant how I treat my natural relationships. Don't think that it's unimportant how I handle my finances in your relationship with God. Because financial stress will cause problems in your relationships with people and will cause problems in your relationship with God. Because everything's connected. There there is nothing that you can adjust in life that won't affect some area of life. So pay more attention to this as you move forward. Make better decisions for your body Make better decisions for your mind, make better decisions for your spirit, and watch how you can see a powerful move of God take place in your life by just putting to practice some natural things. Eat better, exercise more. Just that right there, watch how that makes an improvement in your mental health and watch how that makes an improvement in your spiritual health. Make some improvements in your spiritual health. Pray more, seek God more. Watch how that changes your soul And watch how that helps get you off the sofa to do some more physical activity. And as you improve in one area, it's going to improve in the other area. And you will continue to build one stone upon another until you are built up until the fullness of who God has called you to be. Build your natural relationships. Don't just pray that God will intervene. You intervene. You take some natural steps forward. If you and your spouse need to get in counseling, do that. If you need to separate yourself from some people that are not good for your mental health, then do that. If you're in an abusive environment, God has not called you to be abused by other people and suffer under that weight. It's okay for you to leave an abusive relationship. God loves you. God wants the best for you. He's not asking for you to suffer in abuse for him just so that you can keep a relationship together. God has a plan for your life. Maybe by walking away from that abusive relationship, God will do the work that he needs to do in you and in that other person, and then he will bring restoration to that relationship later on. But he can only do that when you take some steps forward in the natural. When you say, God, I'm going to quit praying prayers and then not doing what you tell me to do. Right? Jesus says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and then not do what I say? So as we are praying, we have to be cognizant of the fact that God wants to bring heaven to earth. He wants to bring spiritual things into natural realities. That's why he taught us to pray. Jesus taught us to pray this, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In other words, God's not praying that we would get to heaven. God is praying that we would get heaven to earth. God wants you to put some natural things in place. He wants you to work on that relationship. He wants you to work on your education. He wants you to do the best job you can at the job you have right now and then trust him and believe him that he is able to bring that promotion when the time comes. He is able to restore that relationship when the time comes. 
but we have got to let God be God. We have got to let God invade our lives in natural ways. We've got to let him deal with our financial problems. We've got to let him deal with our relationship problems. We've got to let him deal with how we live our day-to-day lives so that step-by-step, day-by-day, we are drawing closer to who he is. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. If you got any value out of this, please, if you don't mind, share it with a friend, share it with a family member, somebody that you believe needs to hear this message. Uh, I would be so appreciative of that. I thank you all so much for listening, and I look forward to being back with you next week as we continue Making Room.